Till we're all growing a beard A man's face should never be bare We just want some facial hair We're anticipating, yeah, everyone's waiting for Hey, good morning, everybody. This is Behind the Beards, and here on Behind the Beards, we uh, pull the curtain back, take a look behind the scenes, and uh, do our best at least to reveal the things that you need to know about the people called to lead your churches and your ministries. I am Joshua Fowler, preaching minister in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and uh, my brother from another mother, as it says right here on the script, is Aaron Partlow, a youth minister from Longview, Texas. I, I got to tell you, man. It never gets old to say Aaron Partlow from Texas. From Texas. Um, yeah. uh, we were we were recently asked that we a lot of people were really serious. They were like, So how are you liking it? Do you do you like Texas? <laughs> do you like East Texas? I was like, Yeah, it's great. So it's fine. You know, we're really happy at the congregation that we're at. We feel like we have uh, a good ministry going. We feel like we have some good friends. We feel like we have some good support. We feel like, like we got. I had a, just hosted a youth rally, and I had, for the first time ever in my entire life, I was telling people I was like, I have too many people who want to help and volunteer that I don't know what to tell them other than just, yeah, come and hang out. Um, if I, there's something to do, it's always nice to have somebody I can point to to say, hey, can you do this real quick for me? Um, but it was, I mean, it's just, I don't know. Like, it's nice. That's awesome. It's great. Well, good sushi. I have, so uh, nice. uh, in hey, Texas. I know. I know. I don't know about that. Actually, but... we've had really good sushi and ramen. Uh, well, I mean, better than like Kansas, a landlocked yeah. state in the middle of the country. Yeah, so that's true. One sushi place. One place, right. Well, we have uh, news that I guess we're allowed to share because my uh, daughter-in-law made it uh, public on Facebook. But I had to start picking out a grandparent name, man. Ooh. My uh, oldest in Japan, they're going to have a baby. Um, it's pretty cool. They were told they wouldn't be able to have kids um, after a little procedure that she had done uh, a few months ago. And then they found out the uh, doctors were wrong. She's, uh, I think, 11 weeks pregnant, maybe, something like that. But uh, wow. it's got to be a your good, ultrasound. It's a, a good bayou grandpa name. Like, what do they call? <laughs> what do they call grandpas in the bayou? Right? Yeah, something it's like cool that. Week. Something, you know, something beside. You know, I don't want to be something plain. It's, it's boring. Although Sorry ultimately, what they say, out there called <laughs> I just never been a uh, never been a go with the flow kind of a guy. Who you? Um, no, nah, not me, not me. So that, that's kind of cool. We're uh, we're excited. It's kind of uh, um, it is awesome, but because of where they are and the travel restrictions, mm. I think she's due in February, and they will be in uh, overseas. Until June of 2024, um, so it's a it's a long time to be away from grandbaby number one. So right, yeah. Thanks, Stephen. Grandpa Josh. <laughs> it, it, it's surreal, you know. We've we've known for you know a couple of months now, but it still is this surreal 
feeling of this. I gotta be dreaming here, right? Kind of crazy. Till you, till you hold them. Till you hold them. That's right. Well, well hey, we're gonna get to, into a. We, uh, I have a new niece, who was just right. born this last weekend. So Very CJ, cool. Partlow was born. And she is doing well, and her mom is doing well. Um, so it's been nice to get little text messages and things about that. So there's a, a new Partlow in the world. And they're in. Washington, Oregon. 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 Oh, sorry, the other Northwest. Um, Washington, Oregon, they're basically the same, right? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> they're not. It's like saying Oklahoma and Kansas are the same. Yeah, not at all. Not at well, all. man, last week uh, we started talking about planning a youth rally. We went through, uh, actually, it took a little turn that I wasn't expecting. Uh, but it was really, really good when we started talking about goal setting. And, um, you know, I, my tendency is to start with, you know, kind of setting up a theme. Um, and so that's kind of where I had anticipated going with last week and then OKT started talking about setting goals. I'm like, oh, it's a much better place to begin. Um, much much more anchoring place, which you have those in place, but acknowledging them and setting them out really, really important part of, uh, planning really any kind of event. Um, today we're going to get into talking about um, how do you go about setting a theme. Um, any uh, any yeah. other thoughts you want to uh, highlight well, from, from last week before we get I was, started? Or? I was going to say if you uh, if you're just now joining us, if you didn't get to watch last week, go back and watch last week. This is a, kind of a new mini series that we're trying to do. We're trying to branch out and and kind of start some new stuff, do some new stuff. Uh, with behind the beards, uh, it's not really that new. It's not really that much of a branch out, to be fair. But uh, we're just trying to like, if you are new to youth ministry, or maybe you uh, are a volunteer who uh, all of a sudden is the youth minister. You know, if you're in that kind of situation, it might be hard to find a place to start. And so um, we just want to kind of uh, walk through this with you and kind of help you listen to this and try to find the best ways for you to be able to succeed in your ministry. And so um, that's kind of what we're doing. And we're walking through youth rallies and um, this can go for youth rallies. This can actually go for retreats. Even this could go for, I don't know, like a summer camp. If you haven't directed a summer camp before, but all of a sudden you're in charge of that, like we'll get into that. I think we'll probably, that's a good one that we should go into since we both have some good experience directing camp and what that kind of looks like but um that's kind of what this series is about and that's what we're doing and so check out last week's we had a, a really good guest on kt good friend of ours and he uh kind of helped us walk through that so <clears throat> yeah you're right so today we're gonna talk about like how do you set a theme for a youth rally like uh, you know and i guess when i opened up and, and wanted to start with this question i was thinking about not necessarily like and i wore my christmas in july shirt because we just hosted a youth rally here at Pine Tree, and it was about togetherness, coming together like we do for the holidays. Um, and Christmas in July was our overarching kind of theme. And so, how do you how do you pick that theme? Where do you start, Josh? If you are, you know, um, uh, if you if you have to do a youth rally every year, you know, how do you find that theme? How do you find what you feel like you need to talk about at this youth rally. Um, well, so it has to go back to what we talked about last week, right? 
to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, once you've set your goal in place, and uh, you know, like you said, for y'all's you know day there, it was about togetherness. Mm-hmm. And so you think about some way that you know brings about the the message that you're wanting to give. You've set goals. This is what we wanted to take away. So what's the theme that we rolled around that? Um, there's a uh, there's a balance, right? There's a balance between um, catchy niche themes and uh, corny but funny right, um, yeah. Mardell kind of uh, t-shirts that you would find, you know, I hate rolling the in. One. The ketchup one drives me crazy. <laughs> Which one is that? It's like the like let us let us uh, <laughs> catch up and hear the mustard word of the Lord or something. Yeah, you know, and I'm just um, like, no. Like, yeah, so you have you know those. You, you know, I had a, we had a monster uh, energy drink. You know, kind of themed where the the claw marks were, you know, green kind of crosses sort of and it said something you know so they're, they're kind of neat but at the same time it's like yeah is that really catchy but you know you can go with would stranger see, things would you see a 50 year old wear the t-shirt <laughs> or would you see a high schooler wear the t-shirt that's right you can only imagine somebody in their 50s plus wearing the t-shirt to be relatable it's probably not relatable, <laughs> right. right you know and so so part of selecting a theme comes with how can I connect something in, you know, modern vernacular, modern culture mm. to the theme that we're doing so that we can draw this connection that what it is that we have to to give is something that is immediately applicable. Um, mm. It spans across, you know, both. This is, we don't just have church circles and then life circles that this actually impacts and affects daily life. And I'm going to give you something that's portable that you can take with you so that, you know, maybe when you see the TV show Stranger Things come up upon your Netflix, um, that reminds you of something that we talked about, you know, at our, at our youth rally. Sure. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's, it's more the theme really is more about the ability to market, hmm. um, if you will, kind of, you know, the truth that you're wanting them to take. Right. Um, because, you know, the theme isn't really, it's not the teaching, it's not the goal. Um, it's just how do, we, how do we kind of wrap this all up in a packaging that you're going to find accessible? Um, so I think that's where it starts for me is trying to find something that's, that kind of walks that balance. What an interesting starting place. That is not the starting place for me. So that's good. Fantastic. What's your starting place? For, for me, like it has to be something that I can, I guess this is like my biggest this is my biggest thing when it comes to whatever I do for teenagers. I don't want to do anything that they will not wear or use. Um, like it's it's mm-hmm. dumb. If you if it's not if they will not if if it is just a waste of money, I don't want to do it. Like I'm kind of like, I guess like, um, I don't know what the word is. Anyway, I'm just kind of I'm just kind of lame like that. But so it has to be a theme. One, it has to it has to connect to whatever the teaching or the passage that we're going to use, right? I mean, that's not right. obvious. Nobody is nobody in behind the beards is saying that. Hey, we come up with like a really great theme and then we take passage and tie it to it. We're not saying that. We talked about that last week. So we have our we have our passage. We have our ideas, our concepts of what we want to talk about and and for the youth rally. And so what I do is then I take that 
and I try to think of yeah something relevant, something catchy, and then it has to have like this this certain marketing. It, you are right, marketing or catch or flair to it, where I know it's going to get some traction. So like Christmas in July is huge, mm-hmm. right? Like people like that. When you hear Christmas in July, it makes you kind of happy. Like you get a little bit of a smile, right? Uh, and so that's why I chose Christmas in July. We were it happened we were going to try to do a Christmas in July party because we didn't get to do a Christmas party because of COVID. So let's do a Christmas in July party. Well, then it just kind of turned into uh, this youth rally. And I guess for me, like it, it then has to branch off into a lot of the other stuff that we're doing. So if I'm doing a theme of, you know, we did a camp. One of my favorite camps that we did was up, you know, uh, or no, 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 not up was, um, I don't know. I thought of that one. Uh, what's the one with the brain? Um, inside, not inside out, inside out. Yeah. Inside inside out. out. Yeah. Uh, was, we did inside out. There was a movie. It was a fresh movie. It came out. It was like only a year old. It was really good. A lot of the kids love it. Um, it had some really good, deep, good meaning and, and points. And so we, um, you know, and so we, we took that, but we had that and it fit our scriptural theme and we enjoyed that. But then it also played into all of our activities and all of our games uh, and that kind of stuff. And so for me to have a theme, that theme has to be able to run through a lot of the fun activities and other stuff that we have. So I needed to kind of carry through. So it's not just like, hey, our theme is Captain Hook and... Um, our show is going to, or our, not our show, our, our youth rally, you'll never hear that phrase or anything about it. Or, you know, or, or hey, our youth rally is called Shark Week. You know, we're going to talk about, you know, how Satan is this roaring lion. But I thought it was Shark Week, not Lion Week. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, so, like, so like it has <laughs> to connect. I'm sitting there thinking, where are you going with this? Right, like, I oh, know. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. Yeah. And to be honest, I sit there for a lot of times at some youth rallies and i'm like where are you going with this um you know and it also for me this is a big one okay if you are putting together a youth rally it can't just be thrown together like you you've got to put some effort you got to put some continuity throughout the entire thing and so when you're picking out a theme pick something that you already have some other ideas with um pick something that you already have some fun activities some decorations little decorations can go a long way uh, and that kind of mm-hmm. stuff so that's what i'm that's what i'm saying saying when i'm setting a theme for a youth rally it has to be bigger than just saying that this is the theme right and you know that's where you you need some help from people who can create some stuff right um yeah. and one of these days we're going to get a sponsorship from sunday cool one of these uh, days. super soft prints on super soft tees we can probably but they, uh, reach out and have cool carl on the podcast Oh, that would be, be good. That would be fantastic. Um, But, you know, they have they have these designs that are already in place that are very relatable. You know, they're not only good quality shirts, but it's good quality artwork. And, um, you know, they do a fantastic job of kind of bringing that into that realm that you were just talking about. Because I agree. I don't um, I don't mind if all my youth group shirts become a T-shirt quilt someday. Um, right. But I don't want them to go directly to that pile. 
Right. Yeah. You know, I would. I would like. I would like to see them at least wear them. You know, some of our church functions when we go places, and yeah, um, you know, because something that they would actually be willing to put on. Absolutely. Um, you know, and if and for me, that them, comes I'm not going to buy them. Yeah, you know? that's right. Uh, if I'm not going to wear it, I'm not going to buy it. You know, and if it's not a comfortable shirt, they're not going to wear it. If it's not a you know, a good design, they're not going to wear it. If it's not something that's catchy about it, like that was what I loved about Christmas in July is that it instantly had traction, instantly could hear people going, ooh, I'm excited about Christmas in July. What does that look like? What does it do? That's all people heard at Pine Tree for a long time. They didn't hear that it was Netsa's Day. They didn't hear that it was a youth rally. They were like, the youth is doing some sort of Christmas in July thing? What's that about? You know, that's what they heard, and that was what their hook was. That's what got them interested in wondering what it was about and then they're like oh that's such a cool youth rally oh nexus northeast texas summer youth series um they didn't just say that but yeah probably not uh but it it connects though right it connects so you have a theme you set up a theme it it matches up with your with your goal that you put into place yeah um it lines up with your teaching um it becomes this this place where you know the stuff in scripture can meet the stuff in their everyday life right. and you can connect the two uh, uh maybe maybe one of these episodes we can talk about um you know artwork <laughs> you know and so now you have the theme in your head and you have the right. goal how do you bring them together with something that's visually you know as as attractive as the thing that's in your mind right right um, how do we get it down on paper but so you know, all that comes comes into place, and we have something that we can take and market and go with. Um, well, let me ask you. Let me ask you this: When you get to that point, when you reach this point, like at what point do you sit at the table and you say, "Man, I cannot do all this myself." Like we just mentioned artwork, we've just mentioned you know decorations. Um, we haven't even talked about like, are you preparing or having food for people? right like you're only one person um so while i go check on my screaming son real quick tell us like what is like why is it so important that you don't do everything yourself (laughs) um you know there's if the question is you know for me at what point do i realize i can't do everything myself um I usually recognize that too late. Um, I get to a place where I'm, I'm a little tired. I'm a little worn out. I'm a little frazzled and I'm kind of looking back over the process and realizing, man, nobody is helping me. You know, I'm doing all of this. I'm having to organize the food. I'm having to organize the artwork. I'm having to order the t-shirts. I'm having to get all this done. Um, and that tends to be the case because we don't ask for help. Uh, we may throw a, a broad general statement out there that just says, hey, uh, we're getting ready to plan our youth rally. If you want to help, see Josh, and he'll find a place for you to fit in. Um, and that's just not a very effective way uh, of getting people around you. Um, Try to do everything yourself does, does a couple of different things. Number one, um, it robs yourself of the ability to see God's people working um, together. And so if I'm trying to do everything myself, I don't get to see the way God's body works. Mm-hmm. Um, it also robs other people of an opportunity to use their gifts 
um, and the way God has gifted them in a way that promotes the health of the church. So, um, and the and the final thing it really does is it puts me in a place where I can't really even enjoy now all the work that we've put in because there's so much on my plate to do. Right. Um, and so not just putting out this broad request for help, but actually looking around at the people that are around me and saying, who can I recruit to help me with this specific task? And then going to that person saying, hey, I have a, um, I need some help putting some artwork together for, uh, for this. Here's the theme. Here's what I'm thinking about. Would you be willing to help me, you know, mock something up and maybe going to this person who I know loves, uh, organizing meals and saying, Hey, can you help me with a couple of meals for our event and going to this person saying, Hey, can you help me with some setup? Because you know, the things that they do and they do well. Right. Uh, and so there's also the art of finding the right people to be able to do it. Right. So what you're not looking for is you're not looking for somebody who needs their hand held. Right. Right. Like, Hey, I'm going to do the food for this, but uh, would you go shopping for me? (laughs) Hey, I'm going to do the food for this, but Hey, could you, could you set up and clean the kitchen for me afterwards? Well, that's not really helping. Um, and I'm really doing like most of the heavy lifting and, and work for you there. Um, kind of a thing. And then, you know, same thing with, um, some of the other stuff it's, it's, Hey, here is your, here is, I give you for me personally, when I get volunteers and I ask them to help and to do something, I give them as much information as I want them to have. Right. Because I mm-hmm. want them to um, like take it and make it their own and stay within these borders, but but make it your own. You know, um, if I have a cook, man, I want you to, hey, here's the budget for it. I want you to make sure everyone is fed and they're happy. Um, but but don't ask, don't act like, don't, don't ask me. I mean, if it's going to be like liver and onions we're gonna have a problem but like you're (laughs) cooking you do it i don't want you to cook something outside of your realm uh that you're uncomfortable cooking for a large amount or or doing so just just do it and it'll be good and give me the receipts you know what i mean uh right right it's kind of how i am uh for a lot of that and you know it is i can tell you what like i have been to church camp i have had some really great church camp food I've had some really bad church camp food. And you know what I remember from the week? You didn't have to cook. I didn't have to cook, and it wasn't the food that I remembered. Yeah. It didn't matter if it was good or bad. Um, I never, I, you know, I couldn't remember, you know, specifically yeah. the food. And you're talking about as a camper. That's not. I'm talking about yeah. as a camper. Now, as yeah. a staff, no, you're yes, right. I always remember the food. Um, but, but ultimately what you remember like, is that as a director, you didn't have to cook. So. right. You know, is it what I would have chosen? Maybe not, but I didn't have to do it, so it's right. great. Um, wonderful. I'm thankful it, for it. It's taken me a long time, and I'm still kind of on my way there to get to a place where I'm okay with turning over control of certain right. aspects yeah. of the event to someone else. Um, because here is the 100% fact. If you turn it over to someone else, it's not going to be done the way you would do it. That's definitely true because they're not you. Mm -hmm. And so I have to learn to be okay with turning it over and trusting that that person is going to, to do their best to do what God has gifted them to do. And even though it's not the way I would do it, it's going to be great 
because it frees me up to do other things. Um, just like Jonathan says, one, one less thing for me to worry about, which means I get to focus on what God has gifted me to do. Right. Um, and he's probably prepared me to do something a little different than some of the things that other people are doing. So you know, that uh, was, being okay that, with that is a big that deal. Brings up that good point. Like we just hosted this youth rally. That stays at our own place. There was this pull in me that, man, I wanted to be, and when we started thinking about it and planning it, like I was, I was the one who was going to keynote at our youth rally here at Pine Tree. Like I was on the list. I was the guy who was going to do it. And about two weeks into planning it, I went, I don't, I won't be in the right mindset to keynote, right? Because mm-hmm. I, I, it's a new congregation. It's a new church. It's a new youth rally. They've never hosted one or done one like this before. I'm going to be setting up for games. And sure enough, like I had to step out a couple times and set something up for a game, set something up for an encounter, uh, which we've talked about here on Behind the Beards, uh, where I had to go check on food, uh, where I had to go check on our Santa Claus uh, at one point and stuff like that. Like, I mean, we just, there was a lot of stuff that I was running. Uh, so I was really thankful that we had another person who their only job there was was doing some group games at the start and then doing the keynotes. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, like that was super helpful. They could focus on that. They could be ready for that. And the same thing with uh, worship. Like usually uh, I'm like right there and I'm like, hey, I will lead worship. I enjoy it. I like it. I can do it. Um, but you know, we have a connections minister here at Pine Tree, uh, who leads our worship every Sunday. And I said to him, I said, Hey, what would you think about, you know, leading our worship, uh, at our, uh, Netsis day? And he was like, Oh, that would be awesome. Let me do that for you. Uh, and they did it. And it was fantastic because when it came time to worship, guess who got to sit next to their teenagers and, and worship. Right. It was this guy. And I didn't have to worry about any other thing. I didn't have to worry about what was next, getting up there and doing the keynote or anything like that. It was just I got to worship and listen to a message. And that's, you know, that's another thing that if you are, if you're in ministry and you're doing a youth rally, it is important for your teenagers. It is important for your, your teenagers in your church to see you in there for worship and for the message uh, as mm-hmm. well. Uh, it is really easy to say, well, I need to go set up this. Or, hey, I want to go stand in the back and talk with the other youth ministers. Or, you know, do something of that nature where we stand there and we can look at everyone else and we say, no, 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 you need to hear this. You need to hear this. But the truth is, a lot of times, no, 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 no. Aaron, you need to hear this. And you need right. to go and worship. And you need to be there. Um, so that's that's an extra. That's your behind the beards moment early uh in the show uh for you but you need to be present um that that does not it's not just youth rallies that's church service uh as well uh elders deacons like leadership roles of any kind we have to be present in those worship and and sermons and message and bible class and all sorts of stuff um if if not then it looks like a whole lot of, hey, you go and do this because it's really important, but I don't need it. Um, yeah. And that's an attitude. What's that the, what's the message we're sending, right? Right, yeah. What's the message that we're sending? 
um, it's um, it really is a powerful thing when you can sit and let other people come in and and do the things that they're good at. And when you see them not only serving God and his kingdom, but also serving your ministry in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the theme for, for Ness's Days this summer has been togetherness. And right. part of being together is allowing people to do the things that they're good at. Yeah. Um, and, and seeing the way that works, you know, in real life is, it really is a blessing. And I, I'm wondering how many times I have robbed myself of the ability to see um, God's people at work uh, because I have been more concerned about the outcome being what I have in my mind and what I have planned than I have been about seeing people thrive in the environment that God has designed them for. Um, And, you know, I'm robbing myself and I'm robbing the people and ultimately I'm robbing the people that I'm creating this event for. Um, because it's going to be less if I can't turn some of that control over to someone else and right. trust that God's going to work through them. So uh, it's a really, really important part of planning is surrounding yourself with people who are going to work with you um, and, and take some things off the plate like that. Um, you want to get into stories or you want to talk about dates? Uh, we can get into some stories. Um you have a favorite? Uh, <clears throat> I need just to tell a story. I can tell a story. I have I have a great story. Um, the right, so I did the I, I, I yeah so high. Um, it's a great story to me. I actually only got to plan two youth rallies while I was in Kansas City. Hmm. Um, we'll get into the day thing next week, and that was part of the problem for us was getting into the circuit of right. of youth rallies that people went to. But uh, don't plan um, your youth rally over a larger or another youth rally. It's the same weekend. Right. Um, we had David Bowden coming in. I don't know if uh, some of you know who David Bowden is. He is a awesome spoken word poet. Uh, the kids had seen him at Winterfest him. one year. And, uh, you know, they just, they just fell in love with his passion, his desire. And the way that he uh, just illustrates God's word through poetry, and so I contacted him. I had him scheduled to come in. Uh, we had a great weekend planned. We had like seven different churches from all over the area who had um, signed up to come, and we had a giant snowstorm. Oh yeah! Two days before the youth rally, I remember that. and. People start canceling right and left. We ended up having no churches come to our youth rally. Um, and so I started putting word out around town to anybody and everybody with any Christian tie possible just for our Saturday night entertainment event with, with David. And I said, look, I have the spoken word poet coming in. Um, he is awesome, and I really want to give him an, an audience. So, you know, if you can't come for the whole weekend, that's fine. Just come and experience this, this free message from God. From a, from a powerful spoken word poet on Saturday night, um, nobody showed up except for my 22 kids. And I was like, dude, this is, this is terrible. This is the yeah. biggest failure ever. Um, the kids had an absolute blast. Um, they got to do something they never dreamed would be possible, which is sit down 
in a circle um, with this guy that they had seen performing in a way, and they got to speak to him one-on-one. He got to spend some really personal time with him. And, and I told him, I said, man, I said, I, I said, I really, you know, apologize. I didn't have a bigger group for you. And he goes, oh, no, are you kidding? He said to, he goes, the very personal nature of this performance, if you will, is really filling for me. He said, because most of the time I'm in a, you know, in, on a stage with a whole bunch of people that I can't see because the lights are bright. I don't ever get to really interact with, with the people because of, because the place is full. And, um, you know, the smaller venue where you can sit and talk with the kids, he goes, it makes me feel like I'm doing youth ministry again. Right. Um, and it really was a powerful way for me to fill my cup up. So thank you so much for bringing me out here. And so, you know, that moment where you perceive failure when everyone else around you is like, this is awesome. And I am really glad that this came about. Um Nothing I could have planned, um, but sometimes you kind of got to get out of your own way and uh, let the spirit work on people. So that's my most memorable um, youth rally that I have put together. This is not a youth rally moment. Remember, this is a David Bowden moment. Um, I'll never forget when we were at Winterfest, and I would like we went to college with David, and like, right. so I knew David. We were, in, I think, we were in club together. I can't remember if he was in Kappa or whatever, but. Um, anyway, he's just a really great guy. He was really nice, very personable, very genuine. That's what I really like about David. Mm-hmm. Is he's very genuine, and he will remember your first name. Um, I didn't think he would <laughs> yeah, remember he me. And we walked. I walked by the table, and I was like, oh, hey, that's David. Uh, and I was with my wife, and all the kids in my youth group were like, oh, yeah, that's David Bowden. He's so awesome. He's so cool. And David turns, and he goes, hey, Aaron, how's it going? And my youth group just went, <laughs> You are on first name basis with David, <laughs> and I was like, I "Guess so." Like he's a pretty cool guy. I like I went to all his stuff in college. It was really cool. He was he's very talented, and very genuine, very nice guy, and and that's what uh, you know. I always remember about remember about David. That's um, hilarious. At, Dis- at Disney World, we were uh, walking through one of the the stores, mm-hmm. and there is a picture of Mickey Mouse, and he has a beanie on. That's kind of the longer beanie that hangs off the back. <laughs> And he's wearing headphones, and he's got on like some Chuck Chuck Taylor Converse shoes, and uh, you know a hoodie, and like some kind of like shorts. And uh, my my son goes, "Hey, that looks like David Bowden." <laughs> David Bowden, Mickey. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Funny it's stuff. Look. It's a good look. Um, um, youth rallies are one of those things that are just super memorable. My favorite youth rally that I have ever done, that I've ever been a part of in my entire life. And talk about having a theme that really rocks and works through the entire uh, part of the camp was um, was Beach Fest. And I actually, I only feel like I went twice. We got into it kind of late, or maybe, I don't know. My parents would probably tell you more or something. But it was on the coast of Oregon, and it was this youth rally that legitimately was like almost 100% just on the beach. Like there was like a there was like a shelter house, uh, you know, no walls, just a roof, no mics, no nothing. Uh, they just had a portable mic out there, and like we did some stuff at the shelter house, broke up into small groups, went on to the beach, um, you know. Uh, I mean, just like it was just so cool. The sandcastle building contest, all sorts of stuff. And I mean, we it was it was a blast. It was it was just very different from anything that I'd been a part of. All youth rallies I've ever been to were like at a church building, 
um, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So to be able to go to a youth rally that was like all day on the beach was like really cool, um, and right. really interesting, and um, a lot of fun. And it was in a public space, so there were some kids who were like, uh, "No, we were just walking by and we saw all these young people, so we just here." just to see what it was. And I was like, well, that's cool. Come hang out with us. We're from Oregon city. We don't live around here, you know, kind of a thing. And so that was, that was always really interesting and really, really kind of fun. So that kind of stuff is, um, is super powerful. I would also say that, uh, that reminds me, uh, if you're hosting a youth rally, like, don't be afraid to, um, invite the public in, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's, 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 I mean, that sounds really like, well, duh, why wouldn't you invite the public in? But sometimes we can be, we talked about this last week, like who do you invite and how do you reach out to other churches to make sure they come? Um, use this as an opportunity for you to do some outreach as well. Yeah. You know, and, and, and invite the public, let the public know uh, and have them come as if you can get them there and, and stuff like that. I mean, that is, that is a great way for them to just see jesus and some of these things that that we do when we are trying to follow and walk and be like christ yeah that's right um it is a good tool um because really you know you can find things for for everyone there uh, it's cool to see the way everything kind of comes together in those moments because you have yeah you have the activities you usually have a talk you usually have small groups and so you have, in a very brief span of time, um, the way you, everybody kind of comes in, everybody can connect with one aspect of it, that maybe it is the worship time, maybe it is the keynote time, maybe it is some of the activities that lead into that theme. Um, and this is a you know a pretty pretty solid point here too, right? Church gives have non-church friends. <laughs> I don't believe it. Um, well... Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. Right. Um, sometimes they make it distinctly obvious that they have non-church yeah. friends. Okay. Um, but we need to. It's a way for them to to merge those two worlds, mm. and to to let both our Christian teenagers that are in the church, as well as their friends who may be a little foreign to what goes on in the church, to let them see a couple things. Hey, you know what? We're just a bunch of good people trying to have good, clean fun. And in the process, uh, we want to learn a little bit more about God and, and what he calls me to be as, as a follower of Christ. And, and it's not this um, group that is to be feared by the outside, right? but, but a place and a way to be embraced that we, that we do truly enjoy one another's company. We have a lot of fun together. We play games, we eat food, we do all the things you do in other places, um, just typically comes with some some added benefits of of growing in christ together so well i feel like that's just one of those things that's really easy for us to like it's 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 like the whole point of everything is evangelism and reaching out and it is so easy for us to forget that part like we can get really focused on you know just doing something with my youth group just doing this just doing that and not remembering oh yeah like we should just like invite guests or people you know um, we can get so tied up in our um our youth rally or our event or whatever and we can forget that hey we need to be reaching out to other people um so it's just one of yep. those things I hear you it's a, it's a good thing 
we'll, we want to thank you all for, for being here today. Josh, do you got any final words for us before I uh, read our blessing? Okay. Take us out. We want to remind you all, Galatians 6, 9, don't grow weary in doing good. It's such a powerful, small, easy little phrase that we need to constantly remind ourselves and live our lives by. You know, we want to thank you guys for being here, and we want to remind you of this verse. Um, so allow Christ to use you to do something different, do something good in Jesus' name. Uh, I am Aaron, and this is Josh, and we will see you next week on Behind the Beards. Till we're all growing a beard A man's face should never be bare We just want some facial hair We're anticipating, yeah, everyone's waiting for a beard